Hello and welcome to the FIFO Fam podcast. I'm Boyd. And I'm Kayla. And here we talk all things FIFO, family and taking life one week at a time. We're all about creating the best versions of ourselves physically, mentally and environmentally. While also learning and struggling through the everyday grind of a young family. So hop on, join the shit show and we, and we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy this episode. episode. Yeah, you gotta have to repeat yourself there, mate. Good day, everyone. Hello. You got Boyd here, and I'm here with Alvin. Don't know where the other chipmunks are, but uh, for those that haven't been following us, Kayla got her wisdom teeth pulled yesterday, and uh, she's in a bit of Pain yeah. and swollen. I'm very swollen. I definitely look like a chipmunk. Um, wasn't sure where Boyd was going with calling me Alvin, but got it. <laughs> Clicked. Um, well, yeah, how are you feeling anyway? How are you going? Yeah, a bit, a bit sore. Uh, finally got the feeling back in my bottom lip this morning, so that was nice. I'm not quite as um, messy or as dribbly as I was <laughs> last night. Boyd had to wipe. The food off my face a couple of times. Try to find a straw into your mouth as well. Yeah, I was trying to get a zuba duper into my mouth and I couldn't tell where it was. And apparently it was at the bottom of my chin, not even remotely close to my mouth. So, um, but yeah, feeling, feeling good staying on top of meds. Um, cause I've been warned that t- tomorrow will be the worst day for me, day three. Yep. So staying on top of it there. Um, but I guess we've just we've had a bit of a, a come down this morning too. We've just been informed that we're going into full blown lockdown. Yeah, tonight. just just ask no one else. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I mean the SA. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone in South Australia, yeah, we got a seven day lockdown from six pm tonight. So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, doing it all over again. Yeah, I mean obviously there's other states that have been doing it for a while now and been in and out of it. SA has been pretty lucky. We've said that a couple of times. Um, but, you know, we all know that this hits pretty hard. I've just come to the understanding that um, for me it means that I can't go visit my dad. Um, we won't go into depth of that. But um, that's that's hitting pretty hard because that means that then, now when Boyd goes back to work, I also can't um, because I have two children on me. So... Yep. Um, coming to terms with that and trying to figure out all of that as well as feeling pretty sorry for myself <laughs> in my mouth. Um, and yeah, but I'm, I'm very grateful that Boyd is home yep. now that we've been put into lockdown and we'll, um, just take the week as it comes. So I don't know, feeling a bit just, we've only just found out in the last like half hour, hour that it will happen tonight. So just kind of taking it all in like everyone else would know and feel. Yeah. Us in SA here aren't seasoned veterans like New South Wales Mm. and Vic, but we'll do our best. I think um, we did our shopping yesterday. So luckily we've got a full pantry of food. Yeah. Because I think the streets will be pretty hectic at the moment. Yeah. Don't really want to go to the streets right now. We also have a couple of... um, brand new toys that we never unpacked for Scarlet and yep. stuff. So um, we're a little bit prepared and we'll just take it day by day. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad. It, like I thought with all this stuff happening the last few days, you could sort of see uh, 
inevitable lockdown happening, but um, we'll just take it as it comes, try to make some positives out of it um, and start to really work on this podcast, smash out a couple episodes. We can uh, continue with our reels. I hope you guys are enjoying them if you follow us on Instagram. But that's uh, been a bit of fun and, yeah. Um, yeah, we're getting a lot of people right in and saying how relevant they are. Yeah. But the reels, the reels have um, uh, definitely been an anxious thing to, you know, anyone would know showing your natural side and um, something for me is showing stuff without filters. Um, everywhere, filters are everywhere nowadays and yep. um, uh, it's something that fills me with a bit of anxiety showing I, you know, I walk away around daily with yeah. no makeup and my hair everywhere and all of that, but publicizing it on a public forum is a little bit harder, yeah. but I feel like we've really, um, I don't know, it's made me a lot more comfortable with my own person. Yeah, I think both of us um, going into this whole thing, like this podcasting and um, like Instagramming, all that sort of thing, we we both sort of struggle with anxiety in our own ways a bit and the podcast was a massive one, taking a massive step into mm. talking about our lives and um, getting that out into the world. And now with all these um, reels and these Instagram, it's showing our face and talking to a camera and mm. that's just a whole new level. Um, I think we've really relaxed into our in, into ourselves. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it definitely helps everyone writing in and saying, oh, this is, you know, this is so relevant and tagging their mm. partners in them and giving them shit. It's, yeah. it's funny, yeah. pretty funny to see but... Um, yeah, I think, yeah, other than that, yeah, I'm doing all right, I guess. We'll just take this week as it comes mm-hmm. and um, spend some quality time with the kids. I don't know how quality it's going to be by the end of the week, <laughs> ripping each other's heads off. But Boyd might be just be downing yeah. beers by the end of the week. Yeah, it might cut dry July. <laughs> nah, I think that's what it's all about. It's trying to deal with hard situations without any sort of alcohol or anything. So we'll push through as long as we can go and um, we'll get outside for – um, our required exercise times when it stops bloody raining. Not pouring with rain. Or blowing a gale. So, but anyway, yep, I'm doing all right. Doing we'll, all right. Um, yep, we'll smash out this week and um, hopefully we can get back up to work without a worry. Yeah, um, we'll just see what happens. Lockdown could be extended for God knows how long in yeah, this e- case. We'll- extended or, yeah, probably going to have to get tests done and everything before we hop on a plane or mm-hmm. even travel in a car. So, um yeah, enough about COVID anyway. Um, I think everyone's had enough of it, yeah. hearing about it. So this week, um, if you follow on, follow us on Instagram, yesterday we chucked out a few polls. So we're going to be talking about uh, the environment and I don't know you don't like the word sustainable, but stuff that we do around our house. Um, I just think sustainable can be a cop-out. I've watched enough docos and all of that to yeah. know that Big companies use the word sustainable as a way to um, brand their product, not necessarily doing it in a correct fashion. So I think sustainable, becoming more sustainable is a better way to use the word, but I think by labeling anything as a 100% sustainable is a cop-out. Yeah, that's right. And um, we're going to do an episode on it anyway, but uh, going back probably a couple of weeks ago, we hooked into that um, Down to Earth series on Netflix, that one with Zac Efron and his co-host, Darren O'Lane. Um, I got onto his podcast and he talks about a lot about, you know, bettering yourself and doing things that are going to help the environment. 
and like you said, sustainable living and um, sustainable things for the world and yourself. Um, He's come up with this term called fatal conveniences. So they're basically things that we as humans do that make our lives a lot easier, but they are hurting the environment or or ourselves ourselves or even killing us slowly. So that really got us thinking about some of the things that we do in our household and in our Mm -hmm. lives that we are conscious about and we are changing and again some of the things that we could do a lot better yeah like our house has been the thing that I do in our house is you know I take on a project and we get it to a point where we're 100% doing it and then I take on the next project um, in terms of being more eco-friendly and all of that side of things I try not to jam us packed with everything at once because we drop the ball and we fail. Um, So that's a big one for us is we take on a particular thing and then nail that and then take on another thing and slowly um, progress further and further. baby steps pretty Um, much. Yeah, and that's one of the things that someone did actually recommend, you know, taking things slowly, start small and then develop it into your house. I think the other thing for me is that I found certain things – easy for me to do and then Boyd would come home from work and you know it's different from his week to week he gets in the hang of it by the end of the week and then he goes up to work falls out of that sort of thing and falls into his work week and then comes home and forgets that you know there are certain things that we recycle or process differently. We've either changed a product that we used to use and in turn that may change the method slightly like using an extra cloth for something or Yeah. yeah So, yeah, we, we did get um, Instagram involved with a couple of polls. So, um, we'll run through them. So, well, we're just going to chat out what we do in our house, what people have recommended. And I'm just sorry, just with those fatal convenience things, like there are some things that we still do, obviously, that are not necessarily great for the environment or um, we could be doing better things for our health. But a lot of those things can take a lot of time and are inconvenient. So you got to, there's a fine line between doing something to help your physical health and the environment and for your own mental health. But I think that goes with starting small, goes back to that thing of starting small, taking on one thing at a time and learning about it and developing it best to suit you or your house. Yeah. So it just goes back to that and not cramming everything in at once and then struggling to to do anything really um but yeah i guess we'll just well what do we do in our house we are pretty green we um have little to zero food wastage um i'm pretty um i make the kids eat pretty much their entire plate of food um throughout the day yeah, so you make a little snack plate at the start of the day and if they say they're hungry, they just go back to that plate. They go back to that plate and I'll refresh it to a degree, but that plate, if it's not finished by dinner time, the stuff from that goes onto their dinner plate Yeah, um, and stuff like that. And then all of the waste then goes to our dog, so then we don't buy as much dog food. And in saying that, I do understand that there are some foods that are negative for dogs, so I'm not saying feed your dogs everything that your kids don't eat. Um, That stuff just generally goes to the green bin. Yeah, green bin. I would love to get a 
compost bin. Yeah, we're currently using whatever dirty bowl we can find, which is... No, 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 that's a waste bucket. I'm talking a compost bin. Oh, like like an outdoor one, like a worm farm. Ooh, like that. Now we're talking. Yeah, and then making that sort of... Our own compost out of a fertilizer. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I would, that's something, another step that now that we have nailed the greens, waste, nothing green, nothing food goes into our general waste yeah. at all. Because out of, out of all of our bins, especially like in spring when the lawn's going bunter and you have to mow that like twice a week or three mm-hmm. times a week, our greens bin just gets chockers. Yeah. So we try to reduce that as much as possible. Mm. Um, but if you don't know this for a fact that... Um, Putting your food waste in your general bin actually creates a really, really bad gas in the general waste, you know, wherever they dump all the general waste. It creates a really, really bad gas and then that releases into the environment and the air. Yeah, isn't there something like breaking down your foods as well? Like what is it, like an iceberg lettuce or something? Like they, if they're not broken down properly before they're disposed of, like a whole iceberg yeah. lettuce. They can, yeah, it takes like years for them, yeah. even though they are technically green. Yeah, well, there's lots of things that you can, it's like soggy paper. You don't yeah. need to put that in your rubbish bin. You can put soggy paper in your greens bin because that decomposes yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's just being more aware of what you can put in your green bin and what is negative to put in your general waste. Yeah. Um, because I think it's it doesn't, it's not spoken about enough the actual negative effects of putting all of that stuff into your general waste. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the gases that it produces in the world. Yeah, because there are certain processing plants and refineries and stuff like that that process all that stuff properly and yeah. reduce that um, and impact on the environment. It's so easy to just put in your green bin. Exactly, yeah. Um, so you just put your food scraps we just use if the kids have a dirty bowl. I just use a dirty bowl on the bench, and then I put it out every night. Yeah. Um, I want to get, like Boyd was saying before, a food scrap bin. Um, <laughs> there are also Alfie's not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> that reduces his food scraps that he gets. <laughs> um, there's also so many good um, compostable plastic bags you can use now. Yep. So then you don't have to just have food scraps living on your bench. Types. Yeah. Well, a lot of the time, like, you know, how you get those brown mushroom bags when we run out of them. We yeah. just chuck all our scraps in there and then that goes into the green bin. So. And because that becomes soggy and... Yeah, it breaks down it anyway. It breaks down. It's a thin paper um, which you can put. You can put your paper towels. Don't yep. put them in your rubbish bin. Put them in your green bin. Yeah. Um, that's a huge one that everyone would just put in their bin. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. So in terms of like we put out the question, how green are you or your household? Um, I think no matter where you are at whatever point, you could be doing a million things that are green, but you can always find little things that make you, you know, you can do better. Yeah, obviously. and I think, oh, I think with technology, we're always improving and getting better um, technology to be more eco um, and be more natural for the world and stuff. Yeah. So I think like we do a fair bit and we're always learning, but yeah. even if you did the polls, we clicked, we want to do better or yeah, we need course. to do better. Yeah. And yeah, just boring stats, but from the poll, 85% of people said that they could do better. So that just goes to show that a lot of people are actually conscious about 
yeah the choices that they're making and that they can improve um i guess another one was soft plastics do you recycle them or don't you um now i guess soft plastics is a bit of a newer thing in terms of lifestyle and living um it's a bit of a gray area still as well i think people are still wondering what classifies as soft plastic mm -hmm. and what you can recycle a lot of the wrappings these days are very good they've got the little label on it that says either return to store and like if it's like a triple package thing, which we're trying to reduce, like biscuits or something like that, mm. says oh, the tray goes in the bin, the wrapper goes in bloody yeah, the soft plastics, the soft plastics, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's um, also just the general rule of if you can squash it in your hand, yeah, then it's soft, and like if it doesn't reform its shape, then yeah. it's soft plastic. Yeah. Um, but all we do for our soft plastics is, you know, they just go into a pile under the sink next to the recycling bucket. Yep. And then we get a bag of some sort, whether it's a biscuit bag or whatever, everything goes into that. And then if we get a bigger bag, then that just goes goes into that. It's like one of those Russian babushka dolls. It is just a a (laughs) bit of a Russian babushka doll. Um, I don't think they're called babushkas. They are. I don't know. They are now. And... It just works like that until someone goes to the shops and then it goes straight out. Even with click and collect, it goes in my car and I run them inside. Yeah. Or the or the um, Woolies worker comes out and the amount of times I've been told, oh, don't go inside, I can take it for you. Yeah. Um, so I've we started off slow with that. Yeah. Took Boyd a bit to get his head around. I was pulling soft plastics out of the rubbish for a little while. Oh, but it got to a stage where I was, anytime I'd go down to Woolies, I'd do it without Kayla telling me about it. I'd grab the soft plastics and she'd give me a look like, oh. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the best things about um, doing these soft plastics is it doesn't actually take any extra time or effort to mm. do. You just chuck them in a different pile. And, um, yeah, you just take them down to the shops and you're going there anyway, so. And it frees up our bin, in, like, with all the stuff. So, we've first thing we ever started getting really good at was our just general recycling. Yeah. Um, so, that is full every single week to the brim. And then, obviously, when you have a kid, uh, like a baby, you get the option to have a second bin. Yeah. And by then doing our waste like our um, food scraps and our soft plastics, that second bin is never, never got anything in it. Actually, no. we only ever fill up one small rubbish bin, um, and then our recycling bin always chockers. Yeah. So yeah, obviously when we first moved into a house, we we're unpacking new boxes, new furniture, all that sort of thing, and there was un- unrecyclable stuff that you just got to chuck in the bin, mm-hmm. and they were chockers then. But at the moment. I don't want our local council to hear this, but we probably probably don't even need that second bin. We don't need it right now. <laughs> it's um, we probably only even half fill our normal bin. So. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's one of the thing. If you're struggling to, you know, with your bins and they're always full, yeah, I think it's something to be conscious of and think. Okay, well, maybe I have too much stuff, and I'm not saying that every week. Um, sometimes you just have an overload of stuff that can only go yeah. in general waste. That's it. Um, but I definitely notice our bin there's barely anything in our rubbish bins these days and yeah obviously 
everything you chuck in your soft plastics isn't going to get recycled. Like whether it's someone's chucked the wrong mm. type of material in there or yeah, it's someone it's not cleaned properly. There's there's going to be things that are just going to end up in landfill anyway. But even if it is just a small percentage, it's something that would have just got chucked in the bin anyway. Anyway, so, and it's trying, and it's trying. It's being mindful. Yeah, being conscious about your decisions. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So yeah, I think something that I would recommend getting onto for your own self and for the world is definitely soft plastics. I'm so glad I pushed through and did it. Um, and then I guess it's limiting your soft plastics. If exactly. You go into that. Yeah. And then we go into another one that a lot of people said that they struggle with is actually food storage. Yes. Um, that's it. So for us, for a very, very long time, we've always had a lot of containers. Yep. If you follow us on Instagram, you've seen them on the floor of our kitchen a lot, <laughs> um, thanks to Teddy. Um, but things like your cheese and stuff, store them in a container. Don't use cling glad wrap it. or glad, glad wrap, whatever you but call it. Who does it. that? Um, like <laughs> I've been trying to instill in Boyd for a really long time. Uh, I think we, we discussed it earlier. I grew up. Um, my family always glad wrapped their cheese. Boy's family glad wrapped it and then put it in a container. And so I can't I, even remember. I yeah, I remember. And um <laughs> so we've just removed the glad wrap, but sometimes I'll find Boyd glad wraps it as well. Yeah. Um and it's just kind of something that you grow up with and it's trying to train your brain out of. Yeah, and like I was saying before, just like like biscuit tins, like biscuit containers. You get the cardboard box and you open that up. Then you got a plastic wrap you got to undo. And then there's a tray that you pull out of that. What biscuits just, are you buying? I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, what is, just those little snacks things that you get in like bo- boxes. Yeah. You know what I mean anyway. like. So, it's just reducing thing, unnecessary things like that, I guess. And Yeah. And hoping that by everyone kind of taking a step towards being more thoughtful hopefully companies that are producing this start being more thoughtful too um like you said a lot of them now have recycling information on the products yeah and that could become like a demand and like capacity sort of thing as well like if people are going out of their way not to get these plastic things companies are going to go oh shit they actually want these yeah recyclable biodegradable whatever products yeah so and then that will push them to make more of an effort to yeah do this sort of thing so in terms of containers we gosh we've our first set of containers we still own and they were from cheapest chips when we first moved out as 18 year olds yeah and yes some of them we've thrown out and all the rest um but you know woolies have sales on Mm. all the time for their tupperware and their um containers like that whether you use glass or plastic i've heard that there's a big thing about plastic in microwaves and stuff like that even if it's bpa free and stuff but there's so many other options for glass um or store them in your plastic containers and then pour pour it into a ceramic or a glass bowl yeah, to, just, to reheat if just that's get good quality containers because they're obviously anything's better than a single use little takeaway container. So yeah, but Woolies and Coles and all of that have them on sale all the time. Yeah, um, and just stock up when they are on sale, and all different sizes. Buy different sizes because you don't want just um, one size because then you don't use it if you've got if it's too big. Yeah. Um, and that's why I find a lot of people just fall back to glad wrap because they just glad wrap the bowl. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, you can get silicon lids for bowls as well. Yeah. Um, or even sometimes just tip a plate on top of the bowl. Yeah, what's those um like those beeswax wrap things? Are they Yeah, so beeswax I have used them. I I don't know. I don't love them in terms of keeping things really fresh. I would much you rather prefer an airtight container. Yeah, yeah, I'd much prefer to just pour it into yeah. a container. Um, but they are good. Yeah. Um, and they obviously are eco. Yeah. And by not using Glad wrap and just using containers instead, even if it is does mean transferring from a bowl to a container, we don't really notice the extra cleaning now either, do we? Like it's no. Nah, well, especially if you just go from pot straight into the container yeah. like just dish it out as you go straight yeah. away um but yeah the like good tupperware containers they're not that expensive and the amount of times you use them mm. it and then you freeze them and all of that less so much less waste yeah by having them allocated into actual dish sizes in your containers yeah so i think yeah with like food storage and that we're pretty good at home but at, oh yeah, and then you get to work. Then I get to work. So when we go get our like crib, like our lunch for the next day or whatever, we have these um, little plastic takeaway containers that you just fill up. And I usually use maybe three a day. So over a week, that's 20, 21 containers. Mm-hmm. And then on the roster I'm with the seven seven roster, that can equal up to over 400 a year so and then what do you do with these containers you just throw them out yeah you use them and they go straight into the bin because there's only bins there's no recycling no no that's yeah that's just an extra issue so yeah i'm still doing that at the moment so that's something i can definitely work on and change um whether is it possible for you to take your own containers up there it is yeah um yeah especially now they've yeah got like dishwashing stations in the mesh mess and that so yeah I can take them up and there yeah, might be a bit of extra work, but it will only be five minutes and yep. saving a shitload of waste because you can imagine what 400 containers looks like stacked up. In a rubbish bin. And and lids as well. Yep. Yeah. So that's on us. That's We need to go to the shops yep. and get you some good containers to take to work. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing I've done is I know they're generally paper or cardboard anyway, but I've just got my own um, reusable coffee mug that I take mm-hmm. to work. So. That's something little that I'm doing because I usually like to have two or three coffees a day at yeah. work. So. so that limits you. Yeah. Yeah. They do break down. They are cardboard, but it's just one less bit of rubbish than them. Mm. But again, like underground, we don't have recycling bins or not that I know of anyway. So mm, so that's maybe something. So that's, that's just going straight into that bin anyway. Is that something that you can bring up with your work? Potentially. I'll be that guy. You'll be that guy. You'll be the recycling <laughs> guy at work. Yeah. No, so we're doing little things, but that's one big thing I can definitely do at work is um, start bringing reusable containers and... Yeah. Yeah. Just do your own dishes and... Yeah. Um, Shouldn't take that much effort. You know, after a year, that would be a huge amount of saving in terms of not for us, yeah. but for the world. Like, it doesn't cost us anything for not you exactly. not to do it, but it's just something that we want to be mindful of and... Yeah keep working towards or just invest in some decent containers and yeah that i can take up there and don't have to steal them from home because mm. any mum knows how frustrating it is when tupperware goes missing <laughs> yes no one wants their tupperware going all right so number one for things that people want to improve on and it's I, ours as well it's it was our number one as well is 
actually toiletries and things in the bathroom. Um, so this is probably our weakest. Yep. Our weakest part. We are doing a couple of things. So I, I guess our big thing that we could probably improve on or that if we were going to have a kid number three. Oh, if kid number three came around. Probably not. <laughs> it's a big if here. We would go to cloth nappies. Would yeah. be a big um, thing for us. We use cloth swim nappies. We've never bought a disposable swim nappy, and we do own a few cloth nappies that we use on rotation. Um, but we are we uh, use disposables. Yeah, yeah, we do use disposables. Um, so that's probably our biggest um, eco flaw. Yeah, because it is it is purely just a convenience thing, like and an effort thing. So. It's that's something that we can definitely improve on. You know, no one's perfect, mm. I think. But I think that also goes back to like you said before, um, if it's going to not work for you mentally and, you know, with you being away oh, of course. and stuff like that, that was a big thing to think about as well. Um, and hypothetically, if there was a number three, you have two other kids to look after while you're trying to wash the shit out of this other ones nappy yeah but nappies are getting better i think that's another thing that goes back to technology there's more range of um cloth nappies their technology is better they leak a lot less than they were and stuff like that um so that is probably our biggest flaw but something that definitely if baby number three came around we would um that probably be one of our biggest things that we would look into and we would just buy a massive amount and just Go for it. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I don't buy um, pads or tampons or anything like that. Yeah. I am full on Modi Body or um, Bonds period underwear. Um, sorry if you don't like the word period. Suck it up. Not not actual. <laughs> what do you think of those cup things? I've seen things that you look cup and you'd put it in the- Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I've never used a cup, um, but supposedly they're amazing as well. But I think it takes a bit to get used to it. Uh, yeah, I personally, even using Modi Body and Bonds, that's taken a bit to get used to. Um, I definitely didn't buy enough initially, kind of underestimating how many I would want to go through and also being winter here, how long they would take to dry. Yeah. So recommendation, if you go for them, try them out, see what you like in terms of fit and comfort and style, but have enough to get you through because they do take a little bit longer to dry. Um, They're working for you though. Yeah. I and- Now that I have enough of them, I'm not trying to like stretch them out longer and yep. I'll just happily um, use them. Yeah. Um, I love – there's different ones that I love and don't love. Um, just just wait. Before we mention any brand names or anything, we're not affiliated or sponsored or anything. So, we'll just mention a few things that we use and if it – Well, I've already said their names three times. Yeah, or well, I'm, I'm <laughs> disclosing information. But, yeah, I use both Bonds and Modi Body. Um, there's, you know, the bigger – ones that I like to wear around the home when everyone's just daggy and all of that. But there are um, like the skin feel ones from Modi Body that are amazing under dresses or yep. jeans and stuff. Um, and you, you literally can't see them. 
but that's a big one for me that I love that, yes, it takes a bit, you get used to it, but even, you know, you wash them out in the shower with you. I just chuck them in the shower and then at the end of the day wash out, you know, one or two pairs. Um, Even sometimes Boyd will wash them out if he's about to do a load of washing. He? He washed them out last week. Oh, yeah, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's, you know... Um, it's natural. It is what it is. If you don't like it, I've heard people recommending wearing gloves and stuff, but you know what? Like get over it, get over it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like wear gloves, get used to the, the, get used to the hang of it. Um, you know, if you're constantly changing your children's nappies and all of that, what's a bit of blood, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it, it does take a bit to get used to. You do have to rinse them out a lot and then you do have to wash them. The convenience is not there as much as wearing a pad, throwing it in the bin. Yeah. But also pads take like 400 years plus. Or I don't think the, fir- the first pad is not even broken down in general waste. Wow. Um, still to this day. So it's something that, you know, if you're thinking a bit of hard work, it gets easier. Yeah. And, yes, there are days where I'm like, fuck, I don't want to rinse out these underwear. Like, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those things that you obviously not passionate about, but like you're, you're conscious about and you, you've done to improve. So it's an easy thing. And now it's just a party every day. It is. And it, yeah, you definitely have every day, hopefully not every day. Um, yeah, you just get used to it and definitely there's a lull point there where you're just like, fuck, is this worth it? And then you do just get used to it. Yeah. But that's, you know. There's a lot of companies that do them now. They're becoming a lot bigger. There's, the technology is oh, yeah. getting better on them. Um, and they're not big and bulky yeah. and all of that. Yes, so that good. goes along the same with those cloth nappies as well. Like technology is improving and people are coming up with different ways and to make it easier and comfortable and more attractive, I, I guess. And yeah. Yeah. Bloody good. Bloody good. <laughs> Um, so that's, yeah, um, a couple of things we do there. We have just actually, I've just bought a, um, company called Kindly. Um, we are going from spray deodorants to roll on. We or you? Oh, me. Okay. I'll try it out first. Yeah. Um. I don't want to go around smelling like a candle shop. Well, no, they do a lot of different, um, smells and stuff, but I've just jumped onto Kindly um, I was influenced um, by someone I follow on Instagram. Um, these are Australian-made, vegan, 100% natural and organic. Cool, man. And um, they actually come with a detoxifier, so you detox your armpits first. Yep. Um, and then you use them. So I'm going to try them out um, once they get here. Um yeah, because a lot of the, with the spray-on deodorants like the aerosols and even the your generic roll-on ones, a lot of them contain, as you'd know, just a shitload of chemicals that are no good for you. Yeah, and especially with like um, like breast cancer and that, you're literally putting it right in your armpit, like mm-hmm. right next to the you know. When listening to the Darren Eileen show, like um, he was saying, it increases, it can increase the estrogen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. levels in your body boy both boy and girl and it can create all these hormone side effects yep. and all of this so for we- or for girls like it it's using these aerosols and um deodorants they 
they bring on earlier menstrual cycles, yeah. like a lot younger, as early as like eight or nine years old. Yeah. And yeah, for for blokes, it's um yeah, it, it boosts their estrogen, which can lead to development problems and testosterone issues. And yeah, so I think there's a lot that we just you know we just use these things because they're convenient and because everyone no one wants to smell, no, no. one wants to stink. Um, but yeah, that's something that. I have just bought, um, so I'm going to give it a go, detox my pits, um, and see how this um, natural roll-on goes. Apparently, they last so long as well, which is the other thing with aerosols. You just spray and you spray and you kind of just use it as much as you feel like, whereas a roll-on, you don't use as much. Well, hopefully, I smell Um, all right then, if they're going to last that long. Yeah, so why only bought? But sure. Yeah. Um, what flavors do you, do you get? Um, I smells. Bought the rose and rose and something chamomile. I think I bought, but they do like lemongrass and they do a coconut and oh, a vanilla. Yeah. So they they do branch out to more um, not so feminine. Yeah. Um. So, I was intrigued by the lemongrass. If it, if it is good, I want to try the lemongrass. Yeah, right. So, yeah, there's a lot of different options you can have there, um, whatever you prefer. Yeah. Uh, what else on the toiletries? I guess toothbrushes. Ooh, toothbrushes. So, I have heard a few different places, um, but I think the issue with toothbrushes is a lot of them still contain plastic bristles. Yeah. So, if you're trying to be plastic-free, um, that becomes really hard, but I have just been told that um, a few of them are coming out with uh, what did she say? Corns, corn stuff, husk, corn husk, Maybe. bristles, or something. Yeah. But they're they're bamboo. No, that's the make. That's a handle. That's a yeah. handle. Right. Um, so a lot of them are bamboo or you know timber handles um but still with plastic bristles so even that it's a move in the right direction and technology is still trying to catch up um with the rest of it to eliminate the plastic in them um but toothbrushes some is somewhere where we we really want to go um the other thing for us is razors so when you go to work you use disposable razors yep or just the electric trimmer but that doesn't do a good enough job we need to be clean shaven so um been looking for a half decent uh, razor for a while so what one have you got on there i have the leaf razor so it's 100 percent plastic free and they've got a few different things on their site um they've actually got a deal that i think i'm going to get onto this week um again we're not sponsored this is us just doing research yep trying a few little things and um yeah. Yeah. So they've got things like the duo kit. Um, so if you're going to go into it, I definitely just recommend researching it and looking into it. Because even just, you know, the five, 10 minutes that I've done this morning, I have looked into this previously, but the five, 10 minutes, some don't have movable heads, which yep. is designed for different things. And some do have movable heads. Um, so apart from being like plastic free, what's the difference between these leaf razors and your other so with these leaf razors you get actual the razor blade yeah and so then you just replace the razor blade so it's okay, zero so you, plastic so you're not chucking out any other 
nasties or plastic. You're just chucking out this little disposable blade. The disposable yep. blade, right. which is not plastic. So, um, And they come in heaps of kits. And apparently um, we would have to try them out. Yep. But their life, like the life expectancy on them is a lot longer than these plastic ones yep. or these um, generic ones. Um, apparently they don't go rusty as easily, but okay. they also come with um, good setups that you can purchase to stop them from going rusty. Oh, storage containers. Storage or, and yeah. um, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's just about getting onto thinking about stuff like that. I've been thinking about razors for a while, so that is something that we will be doing in the next week or two, yeah. researching a little bit further. But the leaf razor is apparently where it's at. Um, yeah. I've got a, a person that gives me good info and she's tried a couple, but the leaf razor is the best one for her, in her opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't mind. Yeah, like obviously you've got to spend a bit of cash to um, try out a few of these things, but we're happy to do that because by doing that, it will save us in the long run mm. and it will you know, develop these good habits sort of. And like we said last night, on our um, Instagram, our biggest flex, as Boyd used, um, is continuing to want to learn and to change our lifestyle that is in a more benefit way. And so some things are going to fall short, but also by having people to hear from and get recommendations, yeah. um, you lose a little bit more of that trial and error because one person's tried it and then found something that works for them. Maybe then you tried this next one, but it doesn't work. There's not yeah. so much from one person having heaps of errors. Yeah. So that's to- oh, have we got anything else on toiletries that we can? Um, one person actually wrote in specifically saying that they use um, shampoo bars um, for their for their little ones, and um, she sent me in a website called Little Mop. Yeah. And another one that I think, you know, we're going to sit down tonight and potentially yep. purchase for our kids. Um, Scarlett struggles with us washing her hair with something that gets really, like, fluffy and in her eyes and yep. stuff. So um, they have shampoos and they have a cradle cap shampoo and then body bars. Like, looking at this website right now, they've got, like, a conditioner, yep. which is a body balm. Um and a styling balm. Like right. So they these aren't just your generic shampoos like liquid soap. No. They're they're a bar that you just run through like a normal soap bar kind of thing. Yeah. They're, yeah, right. So um and they've got heaps of stuff on this site like detangling brushes, different soaps. They've got a mum and me bun a bundle. Yeah. And yeah, I think that um this detangling uh, where was that? Sorry. It's because the one thing that, like, I've never actually heard of bar shampoo before. Like, you're used to it in the soap, but the one thing that I'd be skeptical about when I first hear of that is, like, wouldn't you just get every now and then get little chunks of soap just stuck in your hair? Or? Well, I think you put it on and you, like, with moisture and you rub it around. Okay. And then you uh, take it off and then you rub the rest of your hair. Ah, so, it's gotcha. basically just the same as you squirting yep. into your hand. Yep. Um, but yeah, the one for me is the No More Wrangles Detangler. Um, yeah. That for me, I mean, Scarlett's always had really long hair. We have a detangling brush that we love. Yeah. Um, but using something on her hair that lessens the tangles 
definitely something that I'd be interested to try. And cradle cap. If you've got a baby with cradle cap. Yeah, Teddy was bad there for a while. Yeah, so, you know, and it's it's bars. It's You know, a lot of these shampoos and conditioners mm. are full of water. You're yeah. literally paying for water. A tiny bit of product, chemicals, and water. That's it. Yeah, chemicals is the big one. Yeah. Um, and so. these, these, these are all things that I can pack in my bag and take up to work as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's a lot Just of things that you camera. can't take yeah. to work. Yeah, so with those razors, I don't know how we'd go around and that through like airport security and that i'll just have to pack them in my check-in bag just I guess. check in yeah. that week take them up yep um but no. no those um those bar shampoos yeah they we'll have to give them a go yeah shout out to um demi for that one she's uh we haven't actually met her but she's <laughs> hopped on our instagram and she um messages in regularly and um no it's awesome that we get support from so many people that we actually have never met before and that yeah. a common common listeners and common messages so yeah and it's good like you know like i said before taking recommendations from people um helps everyone and that's you know part of this podcast is to you know be able to recommend things and try new things and um put a bit of a voice out there so that if people try something or if we try something and we love it you can try it too if that's something that you want to do um yeah so we've gone through the things that we do, oh, we've gone through food waste, uh, wrapping and storage, and toiletries. Uh, last one on that quiz was the utilities. So that's your gas, your water, electricity. Uh, we've recently just got our own little solar system. Little. I don't think little. it's little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, well, compared to some things. But, yeah, we've just got uh, solar installed on our house. So first few days I was watching that like a hawk and mm-hmm. seeing how much money we were saving and no, and just talking to the blokes that installed it, they gave us a lot of tips So mm-hmm. um, about when to use your big power appliances and um, Basically just to use everything during the day. Yep. And I spoke to a couple of people just after we had it installed and I was saying, oh, my little tips and stuff. And they were like, wait, I do my washing every Friday night. Yeah. And I was like, you have solar. Don't do your washing at night. Yeah. And if it's, if it's a big deal like... You know, you just set a, set a timer on it for when it's going to be that time. Yeah. Um, so you don't forget about it. Or a lot of electronic or most electronic appliances come with timers on them. So I've just, now that we have solar, I utilize the timer on our washing machine so much. So yeah. if I know that I'm going to be home late, I will put everything in the wash and then set it for, you know, while it's still daytime. So it's not sitting there all day, um, but also it's done before it's dark. Yeah. And same with the dishwasher. If yeah. that's loaded and ready to go but it's like 9 p.m., I don't put it on. I wait until the next morning. The sun's up. I'm yeah. using the sun rather than. I guess the big one this time of year is like the heaters. Like yeah. it's just something you can't get away from. We don't want sick kids. We don't want. We don't want cold we don't kids. Want cold we don't want kids, to be yeah. cold. So the heat obviously goes on, you know, at night and yeah. first thing in the morning. Like if it's go- if we know it's going to be like. A freezing day so i think the other thing is when you know we've talked about a couple of times when we lived in our little apartment down in little old glenelg um, <laughs> it's our apartment i guess it scared us a little bit in terms of um the power that was supplied yeah um so we learned really really well to turn off everything so 
we kind of just carried that through. All our PowerPoints are off unless they're being used. Yeah. Um, I guess I was sort of raised like that as well because we yes. lived in a fully independent house growing up. So, um, all solar, all rainwater. So, it was sort of drummed into us that anything you're not using gets turned off at the wall, which yeah. is something that sort of, I don't know, I've never really walked away from. It's something that's just stuck with us. Yeah, yeah. and you think one PowerPoint doesn't extract all that much yeah. energy. But if you have 20 to 50 PowerPoints all on. Yeah, everything it, on standby, ready to go. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, this is, you know, we have our TV on a lot with our kids. Yeah. Um, we use a lot to cook with, all the rest of it. But our energy bill is still, prior to solar, solar we're still very low. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm on things reading about what the general power bills are and I'm like, we're not even getting close to that. Yeah. And with the PowerPoints as well, it's like stuff you're not using. It's just general safety as well. Like yeah. it stops them flaring up when there's, you know, shortages or um, even uh, kids like crawling around. It's yeah. pretty dangerous. They Both of ours know how to turn them on anyway. But yeah. But even like the kids have heaters in their room and every morning I go in, they get turned off at yeah. the PowerPoint. Um they don't know how to turn the actual heater on if they turn if the yeah. PowerPoint was left on. So that's that's fine. They don't know how to turn that back yeah. on. They got child locks for them as well. And- but I turn them off at the PowerPoint and it just seems to work and yeah. eliminate any more yeah. of that. But yeah, that's probably what we do for water we could probably do better. Like I mean, I guess there's water things like, you know, if a kid doesn't finish a drink bottle, don't pour it down the sink. Yeah. Go and water your plants. We have a lot of indoor plants, so that's what I do. Any water bottle that, you know, might I don't want to drink out of as such, that water goes onto the plants and yeah. not down the sink. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the other things you can do is when you're filling up your, your sink to wash your dishes, um, just grab like an old milk bottle or something because by mm-hmm. the time it gets hot, sometimes it can be, you know, two or three litres. Yeah. Even um, what I do is I run the bath and let the gas, like because our bath is closer to the gas, so then it doesn't take as long to heat the bath yeah, yeah. water. And then I run the sink tap directly after. It's already hot water in the line. Yeah. already hot. It takes way less. Our kitchen is the furthest possible point from our gas, and it takes a significantly less time yeah. to get warm in our kitchen if I do that, and that's what I do every night. It's just little things. Little things, not a lot. Our utilities, you know, you can't really take from a lot of things. It's just yep. about being small and mindful. I would love to be um, rainwater, like fully on rainwater. Yeah. Um, our house wasn't built that way. We were young when we designed this house and we live in an estate. Yeah. Um, not saying that you couldn't do it. We just didn't really utilize or do that when we built. Yeah. So when we think into the future, we will be building a house with solar and on rainwater tanks yep. pr- predominantly. That's it. All right. Well, that's pretty much all our stuff. You reckon that we can – all our improvements that we can do and what we already do? Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're not already awoke about the rubbish and the e- you know, and the ecosystem and all of that, then maybe you should – Get yeah. a bit awoken. Get, get woke. <laughs> no, like just it, um, it all comes down to educating yourself. I know a lot of people are short on time, but instead of watching your trashy little sitcoms that you sit down and watch every night. That we watch every night. Yeah, well. chuck on like a, a doco or um, 
you know, just read up something online. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. Listen to podcasts. But also don't don't cram yourself so full that then you never want to do it again. Start small. Watch a little doco and then, it, you know, bring something into your life. That's what we've done and we find it works for us. And now that we are invested, it's so much easier to be really invested rather than just being so overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, but if you watch some of the documentaries, um, Seaspiracy is a really good one. You know, I'm not saying that all these things are 100% true or yep. not non-bias or are bias kind of thing. But, you know, these things are happening. And if you don't consider that that's bad, then, I don't know, maybe you don't have kids or maybe you don't care. But I have two young children that if we keep going the way we're going. That are going to be on this planet for the next 70 or 80 years. Yeah. yeah. And if we keep doing this. They're not going to have a planet to live on. Yeah. Um. So that's why I have gotten, obviously, over time, a lot more invested into this. I go to my mum's house and she'll go to put food scraps in the bin and I'll yep. pull them into <laughs> a bowl and stuff like that. Um. And I've got my – yeah, no, so she's very much onto it because I am constantly onto it. So it's yep. little things like that. Um, it's discussion. Talk about it. Don't be scared to talk about it. Yeah, it, it's not one of those things that are like – you know, hippie-ish anymore. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a green thumb sort of barefoot thing anymore. Everyone should be trying to make their householders the best they can mm-hmm. or like develop themselves and be more conscious about their decisions. Yeah. So yeah, that just little things like that. Um, yeah, that Seaspiracy doco is good. Down to Earth with Zach Efron and Darren O'Lane. That's, um, we just can't wait for more of that to come out. Yeah. I think the next season is going to be fully based in Australia. So, that's going to be, um, yeah, I'm very excited for that one to come out soon. There's so many documentaries that you could watch. And, oh, the um, the new one, the... Oh, David. David uh, Attenborough. Okay. Um, the new one from David Attenborough that is all about climate change and the world and what he saw years and years ago in comparison to what he sees now if you haven't watched that, watch that because if you don't believe in climate change, you will after that. It's not just climate change, it's population as well. Like you you see all these drone satellite images of like 50 years ago what these rainforests used to look like yeah. and now it's just a concrete jungle. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just it's crazy and I just think, yeah, if you've got kids, if you if you're just living here, Making these small changes, creating a little bit less waste, being more mindful, we might actually save this place. We might make it yeah. work. And obviously, oh, the, your main debate is going to be, oh, there's, there's, these, there's these massive companies that are pumping all these gases and all this rubbish and pollution into our environment. What difference am I going to make? Like I'm just a little fi- like little fish in the big ocean. But mm. every little bit counts. Like it's... Just do what you can do and educate uh, yeah. yourself. Yeah. I think the best thing that I've heard when I first started, not started, but like got really into it, is it doesn't take everyone doing a, or like one person doing 100%. It takes everyone doing small things. It takes 100 people doing 1%. Like it, yeah, yeah, like everyone doing a small step and everyone should feel good about the small steps and then, you know, it becomes a thing. And not everyone has to do it perfectly. 
we've definitely stated in this that we don't do it perfectly. We're far from it. We want to improve. We want to keep improving. But I think that's it. If everyone wants to keep improving, then, yeah, this might this might work. <laughs> this world might not burn down in 20 years. No. Yeah, so I don't know. I reckon we've covered just about all we want to cover. I reckon that's it. I reckon this might not be an episode for everyone. No. But maybe it should be. No. Like I said, it probably sounds a bit hippie-ish and if we can do those little things that help our family and help the world around us, then I think we're doing our little part. Yeah. I think that's us for the episode. I'm going to go rest my jaw. Yeah. Well, I I think I spoke a bit more this one. I reckon Mm -hmm. we're pretty 50-50 split, so yeah, go ice up, babe. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye.